0: In episode 153, we're going to be discussing insurance auto auction and specifically my experiences with it and my recommendations to you about it. If you buy and sell vehicles for a profit or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. Our number one goal is to help our listeners make more money. Every episode, we share information, ideas, and experiences of real life car flippers. I'm Randy Lee. I'm the host of Flipping Genius. I've flipped cars most of my life for over a dozen years now. I've been a licensed dealer. I am working to build the best podcast about successfully flipping cars for a consistent profit. Let's get to it, flippers. hey welcome to episode 153 of the flipping genius thank you for listening and i'm gonna try to uh answer some questions that i was asked by several of our members on the car flipping forum uh recently about insurance auto auctions if you're not familiar with insurance auto auctions it is a i don't know how where they rank but it's one of the bigger uh used car auto auction places in in the United States, Canada, and the UK. They have 173 locations in the US and Canada. Uh, For instance, they've got 16 in Texas, six in Ohio, uh, 17 in California, and three right here in Alabama. Um, 37 more locations in the UK. Uh, Over over 4,500 employees, according to their website, and they sell around 15 million uh, units, about 15 million vehicles per year. So it's a huge operation. And uh, I, I just really started doing business with them last year for the first time. I think uh, I think possibly a little bit the year before, but last year was the first year that I really spent much time uh, buying from Insurance Auto Auction or IAA. Um, they uh, they sell, and I'm quoting, lightly damaged salvage and clear title vehicles, parts cars, trucks, SUVs, motorcycles, and heavy equipment. And I know for a fact that they sell repos, uh, which that's primarily what I've bought from them. Um, you can find them online at iaai.com. That's iaai.com or just search insurance auto auction and they'll come up there big player um and uh they have their different locations sell to different buyers in in the Alabama location where I principally go it says uh dealers dismantlers exporters Rebuilders scrappers and public Uh, well it doesn't say public my my particular auction does not sell to the public but I know some of them do so check them out and see if if there's one near the you that does I believe that we have one here that does but not in my backyard um anyway I have had uh, several people ask me about it and wonder what you know what I thought of of buying from insurance auto auction and I thought well I'll just go over my numbers from this past year and just share them with you so that's what we're going to do today, um, when I get back, back from this short break, I'm going to share my specific numbers for 2022 of exactly what my experience was. Uh, come to com. And you can find all things flipping genius, including all the things I usually invite you to. So let's talk about experience, my experience in 2022 with insurance auto auction. In uh, the past 12 months, uh, I bought 24 vehicles. So about right at two vehicles per month directly from IAA. Um, nearly all of the vehicles that I purchased were repossessions. I think there were a couple that were Charity donations, which is another thing that that uh, I've noticed. Um, I can't say that that necessarily one is better than the other. I've done pretty well with with all of them, uh, but I'll tell you exactly what I've done. I'm, I'm going to give you the exact numbers. Um, all the vehicles that I bought had either a clear or rebuilt title, but that is largely because I am a I am not a licensed rebuilder. Um, I believe I could do that work, but it's not something I chose to choose to do. So I only buy vehicles that uh, if they are damaged, they they still have a clear title. So that's all I buy. Um, Usually my issue is mechanical. I usually have mechanical issues. Um, Out of the 24 that I purchased, I have sold 21 of those and three remain in my inventory as of the beginning of 2023. by the time i'm recording this actually probably have most of those sold too but but i'm just going from my experience in 2022 so i can be specifically accurate in my numbers that I, that I give you um out of the uh 21 that i sold i made a profit on 18. Uh, therefore i lost money on three of them i don't like to lose money and that's a higher percentage of lost money than, than is typical for me but that's just the fact. Uh, when I lose money, I try not to lose very much and I try not to lose it at all, obviously, but, uh, none of them were too bad. Um, I did sell one of the vehicles right back through the IAA auction. Um, basically got to a, uh, got a vehicle that, that just wasn't worth putting money into. And just, I think we just left it there and resold it. Um, out of the, uh, out of the the uh, the, the vehicles that I, I, that I purchased there and I, I think this includes the uh, all 24 that I bought uh, my, my average cost including sales fees were was just eleven hundred and five dollars per vehicle now you can see I'm targeting some very low end vehicles that is what I do it's typically what I do and I usually turn around and sell them for less than three thousand dollars I would say on average less than three thousand dollars per vehicle definitely um but so my average cost to buy the vehicle and pay the the auction fees was eleven hundred and five dollars i do want to warn you make sure you are aware of their auction fees before you start buying anything from these guys their auction fees are pretty hefty even at these low levels um I, everybody's got a right to make money and they disclose this perfectly. So I'm not I'm not trying to speak out of turn or say anything bad about them. I'm just saying this is a it's a major of major relevance when you're buying vehicles from any auction, but insurance auto auction has some pretty hefty fees, even at the lower levels that I'm buying at. Um My average total investment per vehicle at point of sale that this means this is how much I had invested in the car after I paid for the car paid for sales fees and paid for repairs and any other rejuvenation of the the vehicle you know detailing and such Um, I had my average investment was a total of $1,821 so that's all in so I'm I'm sitting there with a vehicle on my lot at $1,821 and now I've got to sell it and Apparently, this is pretty easy. I, I, I said uh, everything's below 3000. Apparently I'm right about on target there because my average profit was $1,139. So if you add those two together, you're right at about, I think about 2950. Oh, <laughs> so like 2960. Yeah. Um, and that's a 63% return on investment. That's um, a little lower than I want to do, honestly. Um, yeah. and, and I. But those are those are my real numbers, and I and I, I'm going to put these numbers in my show notes. So if you wanted to scroll down, you can see exactly what I'm talking about because I I'm I'm trying to be concise. Um, and I think that's a, a broad enough uh, example that that uh, you know it it really gives me a good feel for my experience during the year. Um, and that's what I I I I would say that looking at my numbers, um, I feel pretty solid about the experience and I and I I plan to continue um, purchasing from insurance auto auction this year um, it costs a couple hundred dollars to to uh, register and I but I already made that decision and re-registered just I think last week um, overall I feel like the uh, the, the local crew uh, that I've dealt with in the the local auction that is my my prim- primary auction here in North Alabama um has been very professional and responsive um for instance they do it they do an excellent job on on my titles they're they're, they're very efficient there when I come in to pick up vehicles titles are already there on hand and I'm ready to go I really like that a lot um, they're extremely efficient uh in in picking up my vehicles when I'm when I'm uh, um doing a self-transport which is has been most of the time but I, I tell you, when you get out there, make sure you wear one of those uh, orange vests. They, they, they'll they provide you one if you don't have one, but uh, it's required, but you do not want to, you don't want to be in the way of the, that giant forklift when it comes wheeling around there. I, uh, it took me a little while to get used to that because that, I think this is the first au- auction that let me get so close to the uh, <laughs> to the big forklift. Um, and they've been very good too, g- communication with, my transport company if i'm having it towed to my mechanic which is where all my stuff goes to first uh, or providing transport they actually provide to- transport and you can buy vehicles from other areas and have them brought to you and their transport fees are not too bad honestly i have not done that yet um i've bought locally and we're going to talk a little bit about why i haven't done that yet one of the reasons is because of the price range that i deal in Um, I really want to get my eyeballs on the thing. So if I'm buying a vehicle from Nashville or Birmingham or Atlanta or Columbus, Ohio or wherever, and having it transported by the time it gets down here, I'm afraid of the surprises I might see. But that's just me. And if I bump up into a higher price range, I might feel a little bit more comfortable doing that. But right now I I buy locally. and I don't you, you may find out that that uh, you're not able to buy locally, depending on where you're at, of course, uh, they do have what I say 170 173 locations across the United States and Canada so they're they're they probably got one in your neck of the woods, but uh, maybe not, you know, just down the road from you like they are down the road from me. Um, I, I think. Uh, the vehicles them, themselves, the vehicles themselves are extremely rough. Um, they, they require a lot of, of reclamation and repair. Um, and I don't think it's just in my, my price range. Because I, 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 I've stomped around and looked at some of the other vehicles there and everything that I see, at least locally, seems to be in the realm of needing a lot of work, um, whether it be physical work uh for some of the ones that have been uh you know uh had, had a collision or almost all of them that I've that I've come up with as you can see have had needed uh I spent what was it uh 700 over 700 dollars per vehicle that's quite a bit for me to spend on repair in my price range so so we're running this into, into some fairly significant mechanical work uh on everything that I that I have but that's just the reality Um, the, the, uh, the market in 2022 has been where I, I needed to find the insurance auto auction because I was running into some challenges elsewhere. Um, the, uh, the vehicles are available. Now this is something, uh, because like I said, they, they, they're, they're very rough and, and the online, they do have an online display and they, their photos are pretty good. They have interior and exterior 360 photos where you can do it with your camera, kind of walk around the outside and the inside. And they, they do a pretty decent job of that. Um, the, uh, they have a video of the engine running, if, if the engine runs, which I typically only, only bid on vehicles that are, that are uh, tagged run and drive. That's their terminology, run and drive. And what run and drive means there is something different than what it means at other auctions. It basically means that that when they got it started and made this 10-second video, it ran. And at that point, when they put it in gear, it would go forward, period. It would move forward. I, they didn't say how far it would move forward. I like to think it will move forward enough to put on a tow dolly or a trailer but that's not necessarily, uh, implied either. They, they, it just says runs and drive and it means it will move forward. So don't expect much. It could have a bad transmission, even though they said run and drive. Um, I don't like this. This is just the truth. This is what you're looking at. Um, and, uh, I, I've, I've not been, <laughs> I've not been terribly happy with, with, uh, the analysis of, of, uh, a 10 second video you know I I listen turn up the volume try to hear what that engine sounds like and a lot of times I what it does serve is to click and I'll pass on that one pass on that one I I probably pass on a half dozen vehicles each auction because of I hear it going bang 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 or you know something I I, or or just sometimes just the visual of the engine or smoke coming out of it out of it when when the motor's running for 10 seconds but that's all you're going to get um from their website and and their their auctions as far as I know all their auctions are are electronic they're all you have to you 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 virtual bid you're not you're not there live um I may be wrong about that but I'm pretty sure that they're all they're all virtual auctions but at least in my local auction I'm allowed to go to the auction itself for four hours per week in my my area it's Friday from 10 to 2. I'm allowed to go out there and stomp around. They they don't mind if I bring a jump box and they let me um, bring maybe a, a screwdriver and a wrench or something. Um, they really don't want me to start the car. That's what they say, but they always let me to. They, up to this point, I've been able to get out and I don't see there'd be much point for me to go look at the cars if I can't try to start them um with the job jump box I can get them started the jump box is actually probably a little bit of a gray area um so I wouldn't ask for permission I'd ask for forgiveness on that so go in sign in you'll, you'll you'll have to have your bitter badge um and walk in and carry your jump box with you that's what I would advise you to do I wouldn't say hey is it okay if I do this just like I said ask for forgiveness not permission if she if they say hey you can't have that in here go put it in your car um, but you'll have four hours to go take a look at vehicles out there. Um, four hours is not a lot of time um, and a lot of them won't start at all, even with the jump box, you're gonna find they don't have a battery in them um, even though they said they ran and drive, and you know they had some means of getting it started. sometimes my jump box won't be enough power to get it started. Um, now, what I've learned is that. I'm better off if if I if I do invest a few hours and go inspect the vehicles in person, naturally, it makes sense. Um, I I like that before I I bid on them. Now, honestly, I'm not getting everything that I wish I could get like you could if you could drive them. You cannot drive them. You cannot move the cars. You could put them in gear, make sure they move forward and backward a little bit. Um, I mean, very little bit. If they see you trying to drive these things, you will get booted. I like to do some research before I go, because I only have four hours, and usually, you know, given the rest of the day, I usually get there a couple of minutes late and need to leave to get to someplace else. So, generally, I only have two or three hours to do this. So, before I go out, I go to their website and I I narrow down my search. Um, they have their website's very well organized. You can you can uh, narrow down your search. By first the auction that you're looking at, then you can you know eliminate different types of vehicles, you know either by price or by mileage or, or or by uh, condition or by title, um, whether they whether they're run and drive or not. Um, so I, I, I eliminate uh, out of uh, probably 150 to 200 vehicles they have available each week. I'm I'm able to get that down to about 10 percent, about 15 to 20 that I'm logically interested in. Um, and and that, that includes, you know, clicking on that, that video and knocking a few of them out that way. So now, armed with that information, um, I'll have 15 or 20 vehicles that I'm going to my IAA to take a look at, Um and that's what I would definitely advise you to do. Um, when I get there, I'm taking, taking a look at the vehicles uh, like I would at any auction um trying to look them over look at the the body look at the interior look at the tires look at the battery see if it if it starts up on its own um if i can get it running, see if the air conditioning works see if the heater works um i'm I'm doing the same kind of breakdown i would on any auction honestly out of the 15 or 20 if i get 10 of them started i'll be pretty happy uh because that's that's just the reality in the price range that I'm looking at, most of these things, there's something significant wrong with it. And I, I'll try to. If I'm there in person, I might get to the bottom of it quicker, um, because you know you, you can look for signs of a blown head gasket or, or uh, you you notice that they pulled the radio off and they pulled the uh, catalytic converter off. There's a good chance they're just scrapping this thing. There's not much life left. Um, but I I like to have my eyes on it in person and. That's what I'm doing in person, and then once I get back, I've probably talked about backwards math. Um, I don't know if I've called it that, but that's what I do. I, I work my math backwards, and I include uh, my projected repair costs. Now you might say, Randy, how do you know what your projected repair costs are? I'll be straight. I, I think a lot of it's gut instinct. Um, I've known. I know I've had that kind of Buick before. I know I've had that kind of Toyota before. Um, I might call Gary at Dennis Johnson's and, and my mechanic and say, "Hey, I'm looking at a, a 2006 uh Honda uh, Accord. What what should I be looking for? What's typical that we'll probably have to repair it? It's got 200 216 thousand miles on it. And Gary Gary will give me you know a breakdown. We we can come up with a ballpark figure six seven hundred dollars that I'm going to have to to pay. So I'm I'm using that that backwards math to 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 calculate my repair costs, I'm going to calculate my projected selling price, as long as well as my desired profit, I go in with a desired profit. If I sell a car for $3,000, I want to make $1,000. Now, that, if we look back, I've sold $3,000 cars all year long last year, and my profit was $1,139. So that's very doable. And that's where I want to be I want to I want to come away with at least $1,000. So if I think I'm going to sell this car for a thousand or three thousand, I want to make a thousand. That leaves me two thousand. If I think that that I uh, am going to have to pay, let's say five hundred dollars for repairs, that leaves me fifteen hundred. Um, so that leaves me fifteen hundred dollars that I can spend on this car. Right, three thousand minus a thousand minus five hundred leaves me fifteen hundred. And then I've got to look at. I don't have their fees in front of me. I don't think. Um, but, but I always have my fees and their fees in front of me. And I'll calculate that backwards. So if, if, if $1,500 is the maximum I can pay for that car, in in insurance auto auction fees, I think it's more around $900 that I'll actually bid because $600 will be extra fees. Now don't don't write that down as, as gospel because it's gonna be different for your location and it's slightly different for my location. But I have a chart that I built that shows me exactly what I need to bid in order to get that number that is my my backwards math number that gets me my $1,000 profit after I pay for those projected repairs. Now, if I can get out from under it with less than projection, I can make more money. Or if I can sell it for slightly more than I thought, I can make more money. Uh, but there's some variable, but this gives, this keeps me safe. And that's that's what I, I like to be safe on these, and as, as you saw, I, I, I lost money on three, but I made money on 18, and I got three more in the pocket um, that hopefully I'll make money on. Um, now, I, I like to do pre-bidding. This may be something that you're not familiar with. I usually, my auction here uh, starts at, at 930 in the morning. They close pre-bidding at 830 that morning. Um, I will usually sit down at around 810, 815 and enter my bids on the ones that I want to bid on. Um and I'll I'll enter my top dollar. This will allow me to go up to that. So let's say let's say I bid uh, let's say I bid nine hundred dollars on that car I just talked about. Um when I enter that pre bid, uh I may be the high bidder at let's say six hundred bucks. And it'll stop me there. It doesn't take all nine hundred dollars yet. Then, when the auction starts, if nobody outbids me uh, at six hundred, I, I stay the winner at six hundred. But if somebody gets to nine fifty, they pass me up, which is fine with me, because the nine hundred dollars, which in my case equates to fifteen hundred dollars uh, with with the with the the buyer fee, um, is my that's my top number. I, I and I do not want to get emotionally involved. So that's what I like. I like to do pre-bidding with insurance auto auction um, rather than than bidding live, most of the time. Excuse me. Now, <clears throat> if there are one or two vehicles, a lot of times there are, that that I would be willing to pay a bit more for. Let's say, uh, Toyota Camry or. Uh, a Honda, um, a Honda, a Toyota, uh, or another vehicle that that I know I can move. Uh, a pickup truck, well, a lot of times. Uh, I may I may have give myself a little wiggle room. Uh, maybe I, I I can see selling it for a premium, and if that's the case, I will stick around for the live auction, which is a, you know it's it's a virtual auction, but I'm doing it live, um, and I will uh, possibly throw another 100 or $200 at it. But I, I, I don't let myself get caught up in any emotion, including ego, uh, trying to win. Um, and, and I find that the ones that I've lost money on this past year are the ones that I did not inspect in person. Uh, so I'm going to try to do more no more of that. Um, try to go see these vehicles in person. And Get a good feel as good a feel as I can them. so that's that's been my experience this year with insurance auto auction I hope that helps you Um, if you've got questions about any of this if you've got I can help you. uh, answer you know whether this is going to work for you feel free to write me at flipping questions at Um, I do invite you to save us as a favorite come back and listen to each episode each. Time and uh, share it with your friends. Uh, if you're watching uh, the uh, Flipping Genius YouTube channel, please save us and subscribe so you don't miss any. Um, really need the subscription numbers to rise. There, very very important to the existence of Flipping Genius. So please do that. And and along those lines, I do want to invite you to become a Flipping Team member, a Flipping Partner, or a Flipping Champion. These are all levels of participation with Flipping Genius where you help us and we help you. One of the things that we can get involved in helping you is your, your uh, auction analysis. So if you're going to an auction in your area, we, we can uh, do a little work with you online to, to help you prepare for that. Um, our fees are very minimal and uh, confident we can help you make money. Hey, I appreciate you listening again, and uh, I wish you well. Let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses.